Welcome everybody, filibuster freestyle, it's March Madness. We're bringing back a bit we've done several times over the years, food, brackets, basketball, making it all work together. Despite my inability to be loquacious and discuss it, all you need to know is Jeremy Johnson from Man Cook Good is coming through the filibuster freestyle to talk about picking your March Madness brackets based on food from the areas which the schools come from. We've done this before. We usually pick the whole bracket, etc. What Jeremy did was he went on his Instagram. He had fans vote on the dishes. Jeremy's got a whole thing coming your way after the theme song. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Filibuster Freestyle wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Good Pods, and more. Theme song, JJ from Man Cook Good, coming up next, talking March Madness food brackets. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Oh, ladies and gents, as promised, from the Subaru... Sound booth on the West Coast, Man Cook Goods own, Jeremy Johnson joins us. JJ, first of all, my friend, how you doing? I'm good, man. I like it. I'm real good. I'm glad to hear it. So you just got out of work. You're on the West Coast. 5'11 out there, 8'11 out here, 3'11 somewhere. Shout out to 3'11. Why not? Good for them. We're talking something we've talked about for years. And then last year, we didn't get to do it. Hashtag COVID-19. But March Madness, we got a new spin on the bracket being done by food coming from the area of the schools in the matchup. So what we did, and this is all JJ's legwork, folks, at Man Cook Good on Instagram, JJ put out a poll of voters, or so a poll of choices for voters to make to pick the winners of games. Not based on, for instance, if Gonzaga's the best team, but if Gonzaga's food choice is good enough to get them through to the second round of our bracket. So instead of picking the bracket based on food, we've done that. We're picking our bracket based on the matchups. So JJ, I'm gonna start in the West, and I'm gonna start with Gonzaga, but anything you wanna say before we get going? This was a lot more challenging this year for some reason than last year. Maybe because I was trying to put together like a hundred and something mini documents and actually keep track of results mm. and then extrapolate out into the greater tournament. But um, this was challenging. And also like, it wasn't just me, you know, running my mouth with you. I've, I'm actually putting this to live feedback. It was a so fan vote. Yeah. I got to make sure I get, I got my information straight and I end up taking, um, a lot of mental energy to get these ducks in a row. So, um, I've been really enjoyed it though. People are into it. I'm getting a lot of response from it. I love it. And, um, and it's been a lot of fun. I love it. I love it. That's, that's great to hear. And so for everybody who listens to filibuster freestyle, for everybody who follows man cook good, you know, thanks for participating in this. I think this is probably our fifth or sixth year doing this. And this is, the, the first time we've really ever truly involved the audience. So thank you to all y'all who are voting on Jeremy's page, at Man Cook Good. And by the way, we're going to come back next week and do this again because we're going from the six Sweet 16 to the Final Four, and y'all are going to get a chance to vote again. But let's start with the overall number one seed from a basketball standpoint, Gonzaga. They had Norfolk State out of Norfolk, Virginia. What was the matchup, JJ, and how did it go from the fan vote? And what are your thoughts? Um, Gonzaga was is probably the favorite in this in undefeated. This journey, but, undefeated um, instantly goes down in flames to the pepperoni roll. <laughs> so Gonzaga, Gonzaga was a blueberry pie. What was what was, what was their food? Blueberry pie. Okay. Now, I think what happened here. Now, for me personally, once you say pie, you're in. I'm interested. Yep. I mean, like I I prefer pie to cake. I'm a pie guy. You're a pie I, guy. I like, Hashtag pie guy. I like fruit. I like acidity. Um, so like, and I know what huckleberries are. They're kind of they're kind of weird looking, a little Dr. Seussy looking. They're good though. 
But um, they've got like a nice mellow, uh, mild sweetness to them. They're not cloying at all. They don't sit on your tongue like raspberries, yes. like an aftertaste. Um, they're nice. And huckleberries grow like nuts up there at, near Spokane. And um, huckleberry pie is a local delicacy. And you and thought that would be the pepperoni roll. I thought that the pepperoni roll that is like the worker's lunch that is, I mean, yeah, I mean, I love a pepperoni roll. Who doesn't love pepperoni? Who doesn't? Yeah, totally. Nobody I want to talk to today. But it's just some pepperoni rolled up in dough that, like, you know, the man can bring to uh, work with him and the mines are in the fields and, the, you know, around Norfolk State and the, the you know, mid-Atlantic. And the, the pepperoni roll smoked the huckleberry pie. Almost doubled the votes. Wow. The kids loved it. So the Zags continue their tradition of bowing out early and letting down their fans. What's a, I feel terrible. What's boy, amazing really is this might be the year when Gonzaga goes all the way, but the Huckleberry Pie didn't do diddly do. <laughs> our, our bracket was busted immediately. Like first vote. Number one yeah. overall seed, see you bye. So yeah. let's move on. Oklahoma versus Missouri, which in the real world, hell of an old school Big Eight rivalry. Now Oklahoma, you know, in the Big 12, Missouri in the SEC. They're in the 8-9 game. So on paper and in real world, that's a hell of a matchup. What was the food matchup? It wasn't that close. Now Oklahoma's got this dish called the fried pie, okay? You take like a a turnover and you deep fry it. Mm. Sounds great. I'm in. You know, I mean, sounds amazing. You, You wrap like apples and cinnamon in pastry and you stick it in some super hot vegetable oil and it comes out and if you don't steam your face off and you take a bite of it you can actually enjoy it Mm. but they got smoked by the gooey butter pie have you ever had a gooey butter pie i have not um it's a gooey butter cake by the way not pie it's it's like it's unbelievable it's it's there's a lot of butter in there it's very rich well when the word butter is in the title right i mean it's gonna have a lot of butter it is a almost it's like a butter custard almost it's really luxurious and really delicious and it's a st louis it's a st louis like tradition and i'd much rather go with a gooey butter cake than what st louis uh, natives refer to as pizza because they've got this weird like oh yeah it's like the the breadcrumbs and stuff yeah yeah, it's got like ketchup for tomato sauce and like it's not okay. You could eat like it's not okay. You could eat a pound of it when you're drunk, but it's not like, okay. It's not. It should not be representing a, a school of so much tradition as Missouri. So Missouri um, more than doubled the vote totals of Oklahoma, right. and the gooey butter cake moves on to face the uh, pepperoni roll in the next uh, round. And let me ask you this. Did we have results for that or we did not because of the number of games in the first round? We do not have results for the second round yet. But we will, exactly. So, exactly. I, today, I put the second round um, West and East brackets to a vote, all in one. Yeah. And tomorrow, I'm going to do South and Midwest and then our next pod will run through that. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, double, just double checking. Okay, so we already got two upsets, a massive upset and a minor upset. So, Creighton, out of Omaha, Nebraska, facing, from right up the road from you, relatively speaking, UC Santa Barbara, the Gauchos, in the, the, sorry, the vaunted 5-12 matchup. Creighton, the favorite on paper and in the real world, what was the food matchup? Okay, Creighton gets this dish called the Runza, okay? It's kind of like a Northern European calzone in a way. It's a yeasted dough, bread pocket. It's got, like, beef and cabbage and or maybe sauerkraut and onions and various, like, warming seasonings in it, okay? That sounds delicious to me, and I love that it's got that, like, super, like, hyper-local, regional yes. uh, vibe to it, you know? You um, see Santa Barbara, what are they known for besides California cuisine and this great wine country up there? But uh, seafood, specifically the oysters that come out of the Santa Barbara Bay mm. and... We put up half-shell oysters. So really you have this, like, this very, like, blue-collar dish. This thing, again, like what a working man can bring to work and and hold in his hand versus 
what we eat, you know, overlooking the sea, and when we want to feel light and elegant and fancy, half shell oysters. Half shell oysters, um, one in a, in a, a runaway. This one was not even close. Continuing our tradition so far of uh, blowouts in the first round, UCSB uh, nearly doubled the vote total. Moving on, of, I love it. I love it. Not even, not even really worth talking about. So three games, three upsets in terms of what the NCAA thought, but not what the viewers of the listeners and the viewers of Man Cook Good and Philadelphia Freestyle thought. So let's go to the four thirteen matchup in the West bracket. The defending champion, and this is funny because there was no tournament last year, everybody. So in 2019, University of Virginia won. 2020, COVID won. 2021, Virginia's back. And in real life, they actually got upset by Ohio, the 13 seed. But what was the food matchup between Virginia and Ohio? Well, as you may recall, Virginia is kind of one of the schools that started this whole the thing. The Virginia country, country ham. Country ham. Woo! Exactly. <laughs> and the Virginia country ham is like the finest ham that in the world. Americas can produce. In America, yeah. It's basically, it's, it's smoked. It's the American prosciutto. Prosciutto is never smoked. It's only treated with salt and thyme. And time is in like hours and years. not not um, like rosemary and time, but to time minutes and hours. Yes, Virginia ham is you know it's fed a delicious diet of like peaches and sweet things, and then when it's slaughtered, it's it's put out and smoked with like delicious mild woods, and then cured, and it's like. You know, I mean, Virginia country ham is faked at deli counters all over the country. But if you ever get your hands on some proper Virginia country ham, you say, "Wow, I mean, this is this is some serious, this is some serious stuff right here." Virginia country ham did really well, but I'll say this: um, Ohio skyline chili. Sure. They gave them a run for their money. The skyline chili is like a loose chili that you just cover it in as much cheese. As you can imagine, cheddar cheese usually, the yellow stuff. And then you put on like three times more cheese and melt it. It's It's got a reputation, and I'm sure it's delicious. And most of these things are comfort foods or blue-collar foods. I'm sure Skyline Chili has got a lot of people thinking about home. But thankfully for me, because I got a soft spot in my heart for Virginia Country Ham, and I did not want to see no. um, a, a top seed on my bracket. I don't care what the, uh, what the NCAA gave them. Virginia Country Hams are always a top seed in the Man Cook Good bracket. Um, they were able to move on to the next round after what was initially, it was a tight first half, but then they pulled away. Got it, which makes total sense in the real world. Uh, no, but in our world, yes. So let's, you know, and I've seen a lot of, in this bracket, a lot of West Coast versus Midwest matchups in terms of geography. And here's another one. University of Southern California, the Trojans, right down the street, again, relatively, relatively from where you are right now versus, out of Des Moines, Iowa, the Drake Bulldogs, the number 11 seed. What would you have here? So the, um, the Pizza Hut Museum <laughs> is right down the street. Of from, uh, course it is. From, right. So I gave them the stuffed crust Pizza Hut pizza because, in my mind, that's the most iconic of all their ridiculous marketed food. Fair. USC got the breakfast burrito, which I think is fair. Um, breakfast burritos are the... LA version of the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich in New York City. Sure. They're they're everywhere. They're delightful. And you know, if you are a student at USC, you know your way around about a dozen different um, breakfast burritos within walking distance. This is a romp, barely even worth talking about. Uh, USC, you know, quadrupled the vote totals with the breakfast burrito. And the breakfast burrito moves on to the next round. And let's give a shout-out to the not-fake-sponsor-of-the-week Pizza Hut for getting their asses kicked. Okay, going to another West Coast, if you will, certainly a Western Pacific, Pacific Northwest state, versus another Heartland state. On paper, the Kansas Jayhawks, storied tradition, versus Eastern Washington, not exactly as storied in the real world. However, the 314 matchup, Kansas versus Eastern Washington, JJ, what do we have? Huge upset here in the basketball world, and really also a huge upset in the food world for me. Uh, Kansas got the the Byrock, I think it's pronounced, 
it's like a pastry pocket sandwich that like originated in Russia. Okay. It was brought over the United States by a bunch of German Russian Mennonite immigrants. Interesting. It's like a stuffed roll with like savory fillings, um, a lot of cabbage and onion and browned meat, salt and golden brown. Again, you know, food for the working man. I personally, I love the regional story behind it. And I was kind of thinking it might make it through based on, you know, being interesting alone, because when you get into looking around Eastern Washington and I did try to account for the school's seating and their general uh, size and potential for winning with when doling out the the correct uh, dish for multiple schools in the same region. Sure. And I looked up the, the town that Eastern Washington is, is in and the like the highest rated uh, a restaurant in the area is called Zips Drive-In and a bunch of people started talking about their banana milkshake so this one was kind of a throwaway and I figured that must be one hell of a banana milkshake if I'm reading about it here in Los Angeles, California so I put it up for Eastern Washington and they had a pretty tight tight match through the first and into the second half but the banana milkshake pulled away I mean people were not feeling the, the German, Russian, Mennonite immigrant history and the banana milkshakes moved on to the next round so the eastern washington banana milkshakes a new favorite here in the filibuster freestyle i love it all right let's do a coast to coast matchup here this game did not happen in real life the official score was two to nothing and it's not a soccer game oregon beat virginia commonwealth because virginia commonwealth got beat by covid and couldn't play but in the food bracket we still played it JJ, Oregon Ducks, VCU Rams, who'd you have, food representatives, and who won? This would be the ultimate bracket buster if VCU were to move on in the food bracket. But um, Oregon was represented by Tillamook brand cheddar cheese, Hell. which is a staple of American uh, orange cheddar cheese. And lovely stuff, really reliable, good price, uh, delicious. I would say the Northwest version of uh, like Cabot. Cabot? Okay, good stuff, cheese. good stuff. Um, but it comes in like big blocks. It's got great packaging, and you see it everywhere. Uh, I gave that to Oregon, and I gave VCU um, Virginia Peanuts, and it was not even close. So much like in real life, Oregon ran away. It was basically no contest. Beautiful. We'll move on. Final, final first round bracket of the Western, the Western bracket. Iowa. The Hawkeyes versus the for-profit, now non-profit, but really wink-wink, they're still for-profit, Grand Canyon University out of Phoenix area, Arizona. So we got a Southwestern versus Midwestern matchup. What'd you have here? The Scotcheroos of Iowa. Scotcheroos is a, it's a dessert bar with chocolate, butterscotch, peanut butter, and Rice Krispies. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, big time in the, uh, in, in the Iowa uh, region. Versus uh, Grand Canyon Chimichangas. Oof, Chimichanga, if you don't know, which you do, and others might not, is a deep-fried um, burrito. And I figure for the Grand Canyon region, we're going to give them um, a representative of Tex-Mex cuisine. So the Chimichanga, and the Chimichanga won a pretty good contest. Um, they did edge out uh, down the home stretch. Um and Chimichangas uh, of Grand Canyon University move on. Got it. Okay, let's move over to the East bracket. Top seed in the real world versus a 16 seed. Michigan versus Texas Southern. Yeah, uh, Michigan versus Texas Southern. Hold on, I'm going through my notes here, vamping here. Uh, Michigan got Detroit-style uh, pizza. Okay. Have you had Detroit-style pizza? I have, with the sauce on top, right? Uh, yeah, and more importantly, it's like kind of like a shallow dish. It's, it's like, like square, rectangular. Yeah, it's square, and it's cheese and sauce all the way to the edge. It gets super gooey and bubbly, and um, it, it's got like, it's almost like a focaccia crust because it's thicker. Mm. And, I mean, I guess it's just not popular enough because uh, people weren't really feeling uh, Michigan. Another number one seed goes down. Boom. Texas Texas Southern, which Houston basically represented the Viet Cajun fusion. That was a great so- call by you, by the way, to do the Viet Cajun. We brought this up before. I just want people to hear this. 
And V Occasion is like its own genre, and it's a very much it's Houston only, pretty much. This, or at least emanated from Houston. And so, how about how about how deadly that was? Sorry to cut you off, but go ahead. Well, it's um, uh, I gave him a barbecue pork banh mi oh, for Texas Southern. So good. Which you know, I mean, a banh mi's got pickled vegetables. It's got fresh. It's usually got like uh, some sort of um, slow cooked meat, and it's on a French baguette. And then, of course, you are you're in uh, Houston, so you've got to get into some barbecue action. Um, but like you think about how often like pickles and barbecue are served together, it's really a, a, a easy harmony with the pickled vegetables on a banh mi. Yes, um, it's kind of robber room. Um, Michigan never really they they never really got ahead. Um, they they were close early, and then Texas Southern just pulled away. Makes sense, and that's our second sixteen over one upset in terms of the real world. But in our world, hey, we, we friggin' know better, to use a phrase, right? So, all right, this one's going to be interesting. And I actually have some real-life intel on this one, but I'm going to wait until you go, and I'm actually going to Google it while you're talking. So, LSU, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, against St. Bonaventure from tiny little Olean, New York, which for those of you who don't know, western New York on the, on the Pennsylvania-New York border it's a little tiny town on the, uh, I believe, the Allegheny River. And um, I've got a rebuttal for what you chose because I happen to know. But I want to hear the matchup from you first. So Bonaventure, LSU, what do you got? Well, LSU is such a heavyweight. Uh, yes. It should be a heavyweight food-wise. Um, there's such a great uh, food tradition in Louisiana in general. And uh, I gave them the oyster po' boy, the classic um, mm. sandwich with deep fried oysters and so shredded good. lettuce on a nice roll with mayonnaise and tomato. And I mean, it's a it's a classic. And really, when I was in New Orleans, I ate a po' boy every day I was there. So um, can't really beat it. Although sometimes we'll find out if it can be. But um, the oyster po- oyster po' boy representing LSU. St. Bonaventure, I did a little research into Allegheny, New York, and I'm just saying, I just came away a little less than inspired by the food traditions of western New York, Fair. Pennsylvania border. Um, nothing really stuck out. Stuck out. I wasn't going to give them buffalo wings. Nope. Um, you know, that we have a school for that, and they didn't make it, so sorry. Um, Fair. You know, it's like, I don't want to stretch it too much just to make it competitive for the sake of competition. So I did a little research on the top five restaurant list in town on the good old Yelp, and I saw words like Applebee's yes. and Friendly's, yes. and I just kind of like curled my lips up in disgust, and I gave them the, the strawberry fribble, which in my opinion was a favor, because the strawberry fribble is a classic. Absolutely. Uh, if you're familiar with Friendly's, wow. it's not. I'm not even sure what a fribble is, but it's not a milkshake. But it It's not a frap like either, but it's kind of both, yeah. It's, it's, it's a frap shake. And yep. um, so the po' boys and the strawberry fribbles went head to head, and the po' boys won in a runaway. No, no and, surprise. Uh, I think that's the way it should be. Absolutely. No surprise. Let me tell one of our quick, and it's a basketball related story. I'll just, this is the only vignette I'm going to have all night. So, as those of you who do know what I used to do for a day job, I used to work at Davidson College, Atlantic 10 basketball, St. Bonaventure, same league. And so I would get usually one trip a year, usually in beautiful month of February in upstate New York, to Olean slash Allegheny, New York. And the first year I went, we did go to that Applebee's, and it was exactly what you thought it would be. However, the second year we went, I brought a couple of my friends who were actually donors, good guys, and one of them had a coworker who went to St. Bonaventure. And she said, don't go to Olean, go to Allegheny, go to Ebb's Eatery. Ebb's Eatery is run by a brother and sister. She's the brains. He's the brawn. She yells at him like they're married. It is the best pub hamburger in the worst possible place possible to get a pub hamburger you could ever find. It's a little slice of hope in a desolate place. The correct answer should have been Ebb's Eatery. However, the outcome wouldn't have been different because nobody besides people who've been to St. Bonaventure know about Ebb's Eatery's hamburgers. So it doesn't affect the outcome, 
but I wanted to just put a little bit of defense there for the town because I've been there. One up a shout out. There is one taxi cab driver slash Uber driver in all of the St. Bonaventure area. My friends and I walked across the Allegheny River from Ebbs to a place called Randy's Up the River. We waited to get a cab back in seven degree weather for four hours. We, we had to walk into the game pretty much hammered because we planned on getting back two hours earlier and freshening up. Didn't happen. Cab driver was busy. Also, walking to Friendly's one time there, broad daylight, two guys drove by us, saw we were from the other team and yelled, your school sucks, and gave us the finger, and it was amazing. And we said, great, great school pride. So anyway, that's my Bonaventure story. Poe Boy still wins, and we're moving on. It's hard to give St. Bonaventure the pup burger. Like, if it was invented there... Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. No worries about it. No worries about it. It's They deserve to lose. But I just wanted to give, you know... There's more than Applebee's and Friendly's there. Barely... Their food sucks! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, moving on to Colorado and Georgetown. Colorado got the Rocky Mountain Oysters. Nice. Fried bull testicles. Kind of a rite of passage for the area. Not super appetizing to uh, my people on Instagram. Uh, the Georgetown Chesapeake Blue Crab... Steamed with old boy. Easy. Just smoked it. Easy. Rocky Mountain Oysters got a couple ironic votes, I'm sure. And um, that was pretty much it. Totally fair. Uh, totally fair. Florida State. Yep. What, what is Florida State known for? Tallahassee loves themselves a state fair. Uh, they got Oreo beignets, which I thought tied in the fried food uh, Oreo okay. vibe of a state fair with some of that southern uh, flavor of a beignet. And UNC Greensboro got the smothered turkey wings, which is a smoked turkey wing smothered in gravy. That sounds great. Apparently, I mean, it sounds delicious, but apparently that's a thing. And um, people people order it. Um, it did not do well going forward in this uh, tourney, though. And the, the Oreo beignet one, the smoked turkey wing, right. not a lot of support from the public. Got it. All right, let's go BYU, six seed. UCLA, 11th seed. What'd you have? It's a good thing uh, that BYU made it in because with some of these, I started the research on this before the the playing games were all settled. Got it. And BYU is one of the ones I picked just because of the dish. I picked uh, funeral potatoes, Mm. which is uh, a Utah thing. Um, It's basically like a, a hot dish casserole made with potatoes, sour cream, cream of chicken soup, butter, and then topped with a crispy coating of smashed cornflakes. Super healthy. Sounds delightful. Um, really, like, wow. That is the kind of thing that you bring to something like a funeral or yeah. a, a potluck, you know. And I'm sure that it's a, it's a big hit because it sounds lovely. I mean, carbs and fat, sign me up. Um, up against UCLA, which is located in Westwood, a region of Los Angeles that's uh, known for like an incredible Persian food scene mm. from the uh, Persian immigrants that flooded here from Iran, you know, 30 years ago. Sure. And um, so I gave UCLA, UCLA Tadig, which is uh, a Persian uh, rice dish where you cook the rice until all the liquid evaporates with a ton of butter in the bottom. And it the, the water evaporates, the rice is cooked perfectly, and then the bottom which soon becomes the top when you flip it, becomes this, like, golden, crispy, crunchy, you know, like, crust of, like, crispy rice. And, you know, like, you fight over the crispy parts. And, like, um, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's a, And anybody from Iran has a story that means a lot to them about Tadig. And Tadig won. Nice. Thankfully for me. I would have been a little bummed out. Even though I love funeral potatoes, I would have been a little bummed out if something that, that has that much historical significance and cultural significance lost to funeral potatoes. And uh, thankfully, they edged them out towards the end, only by three votes. Wow. But, um, they, they won with a three at the buzzer, and uh, UCLA got to move forward to the next round. Beautiful. Okay, this is an all-Texas matchup. The University of Texas at Austin, the flagship, versus tiny little Abilene Christian, which used to be Division Two not too long ago. From Lubbock, no, yeah, Lubbock, Texas, not Lubbock, Texas. 
So Abilene, Texas, hence the name. Abilene. Right. Yeah. What do you got? West Texas for sure. What do you got there? Uh, Texas, uh, heavy hitter in any food bracket. Uh, the University of Texas in Austin gets smoked brisket. Got it. Abilene Christian, which is uh, you know known in the area as the Midwest of Texas, was given the Beef Oscar, which is a filet with crab, bernaise sauce, and asparagus. Sounds nice, actually. It's a big deal. Sounds yummy. Thankfully, smoked brisket won. Um, and the beef oster goes back to maybe come back next year. Got it. Well, let me ask you this. I don't know what you did for Connecticut, but I've got guesses on what you did for Maryland here in the 7-10 matchup. But Yukon, Maryland, what'd you get? Yeah, Yukon, which not exactly a food Becca. Did not want to give them, like, New Haven pizza, even though I'm not sure if the nation at large would even recognize how great New Haven pizza is. Um, I did a little digging, uh, similar to St. Bonaventure, was not super inspired. Friendly. So I went with the classic. I went with a classic dorm room delivery dish, the pizza shop calzone. Okay. Versus the Maryland blue crab beer and Old Bay boil, and the calzone robbed. What? What? Yukon oh. pulls out a. I mean, come on, voters. Didn't even show up. The blue crab beer and Old Bay boil. Not even a contest. Really shocking, disturbing. That is erroneous. I, that is, I've not, I've not gotten upset about any of the voters' votes, but that's one that I'm a little upset by. Uh, all right, I'm going to move on. People that have not participated in a crab boil. 100% true. Okay, to round out this side of the bracket, Alabama versus number 15, Iona, out of New Rochelle, metro area of New York City. Chicken fried steak with gravy of Alabama. Definitely. Deep-fried breaded steak with gravy. I mean, that is Alabama for you. Versus the extremely boring food scene around Iona. I gave them the classic appetizer of 1998 fame, spinach and artichoke dip. Oof, And brutal. the ch- chicken fried steak with gravy, thankfully, robbed. All right, good. We're back on track. All right, let's go to the south bracket. Can we go three for three? I'm going to guess no. Three for three and 16 to one upsets. Number one seed in the South, Baylor versus Hartford of the capital of Connecticut. Baylor fielded a pretty strong team uh, with a local classic called the Gut Pack. Great it's name. Brisket, sausage, pinto, beans, Fritos, barbecue sauce, white bread, onions, and pickles versus Hartford, which I gave the hot lobster roll, the Connecticut lobster roll, which is, as you're probably familiar, a hot lobster roll on a buttered hot dog roll roll with drawn butter and uh, herbs on the top rather than the classic main lobster roll to serve cold. Yes. And a huge upset of the hot lobster roll. Baylor barely even left the tunnel. The gut pack didn't stand a chance. I think maybe the man cooked good readers are showing their hoity-toitiness a little bit. Can't get behind the gut pack. Maybe I should have given that as an option after, you know, maybe they'd had a few drinks. Yep. But the hot lobster all smoked them three for three. Number one seeds are out. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, North Kakalaki, the Tar Heels, number eight seed versus Wisconsin, the Badgers, number nine seed. What you got here? What a vicious first-round matchup. Whole hog barbecue of UNC bang. versus the bratwurst of Wisconsin. Double bang. Tough. Off drop. Maybe the toughest draw that I've heard yet. Whole hog barbecue won by less than you'd think, but at the end it wasn't that close. Bratwurst gave him a good fight. Okay, fair. I always enjoy when we go to Philadelphia. We're going to go there twice on this side of the bracket. The first time is for a mainstay. Villanova Wildcats, and then they're fighting against the thrill of Rock Hill, North, sorry, South Carolina, Winthrop. The Villanova cheesesteaks smoked the Winthrop boiled peanuts. The boiled peanuts barely got out of the gate. Love it. That makes sense. Okay, let's do another Midwest matchup against arguably a Southwest team or a Tex-Mex team, certainly. Purdue Boilermakers, North Texas Mean Green. A couple of the best nicknames in the business right there in the 4-13 matchup in the South bracket. Purdue, North Texas. JJ, what was the matchup? Purdue with persimmon pudding... Versus the queso of North Texas, and another blowout. Persimmon pudding just could not put it together. Not even close. Voters, queso. I mean, it's it's hard to beat queso as refined and delicious as a persimmon is. You're out of here. 
And this is still the United States. Exactly. I mean, if we were hoity-toity about the damn hot lobster roll, we're showing our true colors with the queso. Am I right? I'm telling you. We're staying in Texas. Number six seed. It's the first round. It's going to get interesting as we go along. Absolutely. Number six seed out of Lubbock, Texas, for real this time, Texas Tech versus out of Logan, Utah, Utah State. Um, this one was the um, Blue Sky Steak, mm. which is two hamburg patties stuffed with onions and jalapenos and smothered with queso. I'm in. I mean, really. I'm frigging in. You can order in more than one establishment in Texas Tech. Let's go. Versus the Jello Molds of Utah State. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye, Jello Molds. Hello on the national scene, Blue Sky State. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to see what Blue Sky State can do in the next round. But goodbye, Jello Mold. Okay. Arkansas Razorbacks versus out of central New York, Colgate. The Raiders. Go ahead. What do you got there? The fried catfish of Arkansas fell to the meatloaf of Colgate. Oh, the kids love the meatloaf. And, I mean, really a big surprise for me. I couldn't believe it. Colgate, meatloaf, wow. They edged them by four votes. Close matchup. Catfish versus meatloaf. Closer than you'd think, and it went went a different way than I thought. Okay. So here we go. Gainesville, Florida. So that's like the real south, even though it's in Florida. The Gators, number seven seed, versus the Hokies of Virginia Tech, the 10 seed. What do you got? The Disco Fries of Florida, which are Great cheese name. fries with brisket gravy. Great name. Good yeah, that's, a, that's, some, that's some redneck poutine right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus the peanut soup of Virginia Tech, which probably does not sound as good as it could be. But when you're going up against a name like Disco Fries, I think it's all elementary at that point. Yeah, Disco Fries versus that Blue Sky Steak, that's going to be a hell of a matchup in the next, whatever round that is, you know what I mean? Oh, if, yeah. If they get there. I mean, that's wild. All right, let's go to one of the biggest upsets of the tournament in real life. Number 15 out of the great state of Oklahoma, Oral Roberts, faced the gigantic, the Ohio State University Buckeyes out of Columbus, Ohio. How'd you see, how did this one go, John, with the food, the food, JJ? This did not align with reality, but it was close for a while. And in the beginning, when I put all these up, I was thinking this might end up being one of the bigger upsets, but it turned out to go with Ohio State okay. and their Buckeye Candies, which is a peanut butter chocolate ball. Never bad, never bad. Versus the, uh, the McDonald's apple pie, <laughs> which has a reason, okay? Bam's Pie is the bakery near Oral Roberts, it supplies apple pies to McDonald's. Bang, that's fair. Things. Great research. Yeah, so I figured that's a good one. Mm. And people do like them a McDonald's apple pie. But uh, the Buckeye candy, it just wasn't even that close in the end. So Buckeye candy one or apple pie one? Buckeye candy one. Great, big upset in that sense. And it was a big upset overall in the other direction in real life. Okay. This one near and dear to my heart. So the number 16 seat out of West Philadelphia, born and raised, where I got my master's degree, Drexel Dragons, first time in the dance since 1996, up against the Fighting Illini of Illinois, a David and Goliath matchup in the real world. However, Drexel lives in West Philly, so depending on what you gave them, let's see how they did against Illinois. This is a huge first-round food matchup, and really not fair to either one of them that they had to chance each other out so early. Mm. But I gave Illinois the Italian beef sandwich. Dang. Which is a classic Italian sandwich. It's a shaved roast beef, au jus, uh, pickled vegetables, Mm -hmm. uh, hot pepperoncinis versus the Philly roast pork sandwich. The best sandwich in the world. But people weren't feeling it. Oh, and so they regional. Were all over the Italian sandwich. So it's regional. Roast pork sandwich. It's roast pork. It's broccoli rib. It's on a hoagie roll. It's got, what is it, Swiss cheese? Shark provolone. Oh, sorry. Shark provolone. And it had some traction. They made it a, they made it a match around halftime. And then the Italian beef sandwich just pulled away. Well, just like in real life, the Jacks and Dragons didn't quite get there. But. Let me tell you what, I was texting my buddy Mark earlier today. He asked me, Gavin, what was that place you sent us to? Same guys, by the way, from the Ole Ann Bonaventure story earlier. What was that place you sent us to in South Philly? Pat's? I said, no, it was John's Rose Pork. He said, yep, that was it. And for those of you who are Seinfeld fans, 
It's like the soup Nazi, but for hoagies. You stand in line, they yell at you, you get your sandwich, you move on with your life. They close by 2 p.m. every day. It's unbelievable. But again, I get it. It's not it's not well known outside of Philadelphia and makes sense. An Italian sub's gonna win every time. So let's stay in the state of Illinois, Loyola, Chicago, Georgia Tech. I feel like the Chicago Atlanta thing, you got a shot here too. What do we got? Yeah, I was, you know, I was kind of torn on this, uh, you know, because Chicago, you kind of always mentally go to deep dish pizza, but I ended up giving them Chicago barbecue rib tips, which are which are also a Chicago classic. Okay, you order them by the bucket. Okay, it's just like these little dubs of meat and cartilage, and they're smothered in sauce. There's often a bunch of steak fries on the top of the bucket, and I give Georgia Tech peach pie, mm. and. Um, peach pie went down in flames. I guess not everybody's a pie guy. I don't know. But the barbecue rib tips were just a huge hit, and the peach pie never never made it close. All right, there you go. They're stuck in real life. Loyola moves on. Okay, this one's got a chance to be interesting, too, depending on what you went with with, went with for both places. Tennessee Volunteers, the five seed in real life. Oregon State, they won their first ever NCAA tournament game uh, in this game in the real world, 12-5 upset. The Beavers of Oregon State, but what did you have for the food matchup? Tennessee, Oregon State. The Tennessee Moon Pies jumped out to an early lead before eventually falling flat on their face and losing to the Oregon State Dungeness Crab Cakes. Ooh, Dungeness Crab Cakes. That's 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 uh, be, uh, yeah. I'm in on that for sure. Have you had those, JJ? I don't think I've ever had those. Oh yeah, Dungeness Crab. Oh, crab is delicious, but Dungeness is one of those Northwest mm. seasonal things that are only really available um, fresh, you know, a few months a year. Yeah, I've yeah, seen the Dungeness. I've been fortunate enough to have them. Nice. I've seen the Dungeness season on the uh, Deadliest Catch. I'm feeling you. I like it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Oklahoma State versus Liberty out of Lynchburg, Virginia. What do you got there? The fried onion burgers of Oklahoma State, which are uh, meat and onion all smashed up together and fried on a flat top okay and then served as a burger i'm in let's just start there totally in versus the smoked brook trout of liberty uh smoked trout in that area is a big deal uh, there's a lot of great local wood and a lot of great local uh waterways for for fishing and uh smoked trout's a big delicacy of the area sadly it's just a little too subtle i think for the readers the fried onion burgers smoked them Fried onion burger, man. That's not, that's not, you know, nothing to shake a stick at. Nothing wrong with losing to that, okay? So Oklahoma State moves on, and that's fair. Um, all right. San Diego, San Diego State, Syracuse. In real life, funny little sports anecdote to go sports jerk for 15 seconds. Whenever Syracuse is supposed to win in the tournament, they don't. Whenever Syracuse is a double digit seed and they barely squeak in, they go to the Final Four. And Syracuse is an 11 seed, so in real life, they knocked San Diego State out. They won convincingly by 16 points. However, upstate central New York versus the southwesternmost city in the North, in, in the United States, excuse me. What do you have for the matchup here, JJ? This is the biggest upset of the bracket. It was literally 50 to 1. Whew. San Diego State carne asada fries, the poutine of Southern California, versus the six pound frittata of Syracuse. I guess that's a thing. It was on like a man versus food or something. Oh, really? Okay. In, in Syracuse, it's a six-pound frittata. The readers were not feeling it. It got one vote. Probably somebody that went to uh, Syracuse. Syracuse or saw it on the uh, saw it on the TV. Everybody else was down with carne asada fries. And, you know, it's friendly. there's a thing in San Diego with with Mexican uh, meats, French fries. And cheese whiz, mm-hmm. like queso. Like, that's kind of a thing. It's part of the San Diego Mexican vibe. That was incredible, like, quote-unquote, authentic Mexican food on, like, every corner. But, like, you can get, like, the gringo burrito that's got, like, it's, like, seasoned taco meat with, like, queso and french fries. Yeah. And, like, smothered in enchilada sauce. They've got a thing for french fries, cheese, and beef. And uh, the carne asada fries is a great representation of that. 
And maybe they just got an easy draw, but wow, you can't argue with the result. Well, regardless if they got an easy draw or not, they're moving on. And, and honestly, that, that could be a freight train that could be a freight train that nobody can stop. Because if you throw those ingredients together, sweet, sweet baby Jesus, that's good stuff. So anyway, let's go to an area that I think was probably interesting for you. I forget what you picked off the top, even though I did vote in all these myself, just, you know, for quality control. Um, West Virginia Mountaineers, number three seed versus... Moorhead State, I believe the Eagles out of Moorhead, Kentucky. So you got some Appalachia on both sides of the uh, Eastern Continental Divide there doing their thing. What do we have here? The buckwheat pancakes of West Virginia could not hold up against the hot brown of Moorhead State. A hot brown is an open-faced sandwich with turkey and bacon Mm. and Moro sauce and cheese. Yeah. And um, generally toasted under like a broiler. And I think it was invented at a, like the Brown Hotel or something in, in uh, Kentucky. And I think it's in Louisville. But uh, Moorhead kind of ran away with this one. Buckwheat pancakes, I love them. People weren't feeling it. All right. I, I feel like savory is winning like on a two-to-one ratio here in, in the matchups between sweet and savory. Now, of course, that banana, that banana whatever. And by the way, for those of you who might be hearing my phone buzzing, that is drilling through his own Dr. Green, who just can't not text me and Roscoe during March Madness. He just can't stop. So I apologize if y'all can hear the buzzing. Anyway, I'm going to break the fourth wall there. It's kind of like on Wine Wall and Dragons when Dan Ruddle would always text me and Dan O'Brien, hey, you know we're, te- we know, you know we're podcasting. Stop. But anyway, Dr. Green has no idea we're podcasting because Dr. Green is living on his own planet. Anyway, sorry, JJ. Um, I digress. But sweet and savory. Would you say sweet and savory? Savory is winning two to one in this bracket so far? I think so. And that may be an inherent bias to the people that like to follow my food because I don't get into a lot of sweet food on the Instagram. But this is what it is. These are your voters. Oh, absolutely. It's just like the games. You play You play to win the game, as Herb Edwards once said. Okay, couple more left in the first round, and then we'll basically wrap things up and set things up for next week. So Clemson out of South Carolina. Rutgers, State University of New Jersey. What do we got here in the 7-10 matchup in the Midwest bracket? Clemson got shrimp and grits. Which is a good draw for them. I mean, it's a regional dish, and I decided that they should That was nice of you to give them that, yes. And they went up against the tomato pie of Rutgers. Mm. Now, a tomato pie is a New Jersey thing where the sauce goes on top. Yes. And the cheese goes underneath. And, you know, people are feeling that, I guess. But not my voters because the shrimp and grits ran away with it. And I think that's probably right overall. Would you say... Over two to one. Okay, it's a bit, it's very decisive. JJ, would you say a uh, tomato pie is similar to a grandma slice of like the Queens, New York area, or is it a little different, or do you even care to comment? You know, I think it, it's probably got its roots in like the Roma pizza, the yeah. thicker pizza that's really kind of soggy on the top. Yes. I bet you somebody came from that part of Italy and started up a pizza place in somewhere in New Jersey. Yeah. And a bunch of people played copycat and it became known as a New Jersey dish. That sounds about right. That's so much the Italian food or any of the food that we have in this country. It's like, People think, well, this is the authentic version of it. It's like, no, that was the authentic version to that one guy who started the first one in his hometown, and then he came over here, and then the authentic version in his hometown in his old country changed a hundred times by then, and now you're eating like a time capsule of what was popular there sixty years ago, you know. Which is still nice, but exactly not Which exactly. Which I love. I love that part of it, but it's I. You know, I immediately I, I bristle when people start talking about what the most authentic thing is because it just gets muddy, man. Food is muddy. Very fair. Okay, final matchup of the first round, and that's interesting that you gave Texas Southern out of the Houston area such a powerhouse dish earlier. But the University well, of Houston, right? Two I, gave, I gave Houston, a, I, in my opinion, more of a powerhouse right. dish, but also drawing from the same roots. I gave it the Viet Cajun Crawfish Boil. Now, okay. this is the this is the fusion of Vietnamese and and Texas food, and also it's Gulf Coast food. It's Cajun. It's it's like yeah. a crawfish. This is it's this like is three different styles of food in one, right? Yeah, and it, at least you know it's a. A crawfish boil, which I've had the good fortune to do once when I was in Louisiana, um, it's 
it's a, it's a low country ball, but it's crawfish instead of the things that you may often see. And if a crawfish and corn and potatoes and like a, an andouille or a spicy kibasa, yeah. and, um, you know, it's just, it's just stunning. And then you get these little mud bugs, these crawfish in there that you eat by the bucket, and they're lovely. Well, the Vietnamese do it with, they put in the Cajun spices, but they also put in lemongrass and fish sauce. And sounds so good. Oh, garlic, sounds so good. Scallions. It's like this red broth. And I mean, my God, I want to drink a cup of it right now. And by the way, they're playing the Cleveland State Vikings. What do you have for Cleveland? Versus the Polish boy of Cleveland State, which is a kibasa with slaw and barbecue sauce. And holy crap, did they give the Viet Cajun crawfish boil a run for their money? Really? But Houston prevailed to move on to the second round. City of Houston, 2-0, and using Viet Cajun, Vietnamese fusion-type food to do it. Very deadly weapon, by the way, in this culinary cuisine battle royale. So that's 32 matchups. And so JJ's already put out the votes, I believe, JJ, you said, for the East and West brackets. And you're doing Midwest and South tomorrow. Is that fair? That's correct. On at Man uh, Cook Good Instagram. Okay. Yeah, in my stories, there's going to be a whole slew of either-ors. Yes. And, um, you know, we'll pile that together and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll bundle it with the Sweet 16. And we'll slap up another podcast with the results. And that's when things are going to... I already like the way things are angling because there's not going to be as many blowouts. you got more favorites. you got more things that people are, are rooting for and have already eaten. Yes. And um, it's going to get fun going down the home stretch. And I, I am honestly like, like what is going to win? You know, like, what, what's your money on right now? Honestly, um... I know I projected it, and I think I was around early, but first of all, the, the carne asada fries you described, I think, are a very sneaky sleeper. Um, there was that blue sky steak, and there was whatever it was going to be against in the next round. Any, any, of that, any of that fusion v occasion stuff has got a real good shot based on, I think, the our cheese steak. Yeah, and then you, you get the old favorites, right? You got the cheese steaks. Brisket. Yep, you get the briskets. You get any kind of, any kind of like appetizer poutine you know there's a lot of regional poutine and or regional like burrito type things in here that i think have chances um because basically now that we've kind of cut some of the special like the specialty dishes that are a little bit lesser known out you're really going with like back like you said this is like a real tournament where it's gonna be a tougher choice it's almost like how are you feeling that day when you vote right like as these games go on in real life, flip a coin and maybe, you know, they split three out of five games, right? And, and, and I think for the voter, it's what are they feeling in the moment? Because they're both dishes are going to be good. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really like, it's really going to get fun down the stretch. My, my buddy said, he texted me and said, this is genius. All restaurants should do this for delivery, uh, for their delivery menu. Yeah. And the, the idea has merit. They just present you like, do you want this or this? And then the strong survive, you go on the next round, and they give you another option. Do you want this or this? They give you like 16 rounds where you're just like, you know, you're just lazy, fat thumb, just like, press the button, yes or no, and then you end up with a winner at the end. And that's what they send you in 30 minutes or less. I think we're on to something here. I think we're on to something. So filibusterfreestyle.com. We're coming back for one more. And honestly, I think we're coming back for two more because we got to do the round of 32, yeah. the Sweet 16, probably the Elite Eight. And then we got to break things down for the Final Four. It's going to be friggin' fantastic. So, JJ, as always, man cook good, at man cook good on Instagram. Thank you for your research and doing a great job, as always, from the Subaru Sound Booth. Everybody else, who follows JJ on Instagram, who follows us at Filibuster Freestyle on Instagram. I'm also posting links to JJ's stories. Make sure you rate and review and subscribe to, to everything, but make sure you vote. Round of 32, live right now, Sweet 16, on its way. We need your help to do these podcasts. JJ, stick around for a minute and catch up. Great work as always. Everybody else, thanks for listening. JJ, thanks for being on tonight. Thank you.